Welcome to the Pushing Beyond Better podcast. It's been a while since recorded. We're going to get back into a groove. So let's just dive right back in. Today's topic is social experiences are key to personal well-being. Humans are hypersocial creatures. Acknowledge this idea, implement it, and you can unlock infinite upgrades on your life. It's astounding how powerful social experiences walk in lockstep to personal well-being. Natural limit. The natural limit on human organization is 150. This is incredible against the backdrop of modern society and an awesome feat where millions of people live in megacities like New York, Tokyo, Dubai. That evolutionary limit on human organization has been broken by the technology of storytelling allowing us to dominate the planet. A book called Sapiens will elaborate more on that previous statement and do it much more justice than I ever could. But storytelling is a technology, and I highly recommend Sapiens. Interestingly, 150 still plays a part in modern humanity. There is a cap on how many social relationships an individual can really keep. Overall, though, Most of us won't ever approach the cap of 150 with deep social bonds to that many people. It's not necessary to approach the cap for great personal well-being, but interesting to be aware of nonetheless. The best moments in life. Take a moment and look back on the best times in your life thus far. I would guess that most, if not all of them, involve memories shared with others. I know this is true for me, and that's coming from an introvert. No person in my life would ever call me an extrovert. My usual manner is reserved, listening until I feel my input will contribute. Growing up, countless times I've experienced people telling me to speak. If you're an introvert, you have almost certainly experienced this. A quick side note. Absolutely, the worst way to get a quiet or shy person to speak is to command that they speak. A topic for another time, but it is actually easy to talk with shy people. You simply ask them questions about themselves or what they think about a topic. Being told to speak is an awful experience in a form of social ostracism. Please don't do it. Anyways, back to it. Social is key. I admittedly enjoy time by myself. I'm not uncomfortable sitting alone with my thoughts. I love small groups, and one-on-one is my favorite type of relationship. However, I spent time where social interactions were too low, and I'm not a fan. I think it's programmed into our biology to go stir-crazy if we're all alone for too long. Oddly, even strangers can lift that veil of loneliness. If you ever feel this type of way, going to a local diner, coffee shop, or a bookstore and doing your own thing surrounded by strangers will still help against that loneliness. If you work from home, I would heartily suggest having a regular routine of going to a public setting to do work or working in your house all day. Routine can also train the mind to be more productive when in an environment that is habitual for a specific task or type of work, which is a nice benefit. The better solution. If you agree that social experiences are one of life's greatest pleasures, you should cultivate a lifestyle that makes high-quality social interactions a regular occurrence. You can program well-being into your life. Here are a few recommendations. Board games. Stay with me for a second if this is not your scene. 
My first recommendation is to start playing board games. Traditionally, board games have been very niche and nerdy. The board game market has been on the rise during the past decade, but it has much more room to grow. I'm not talking about Monopoly, Clue, or Life. We've all played those when we were younger, but there are hundreds of top quality games you've never heard of. I've played a handful of them, and there's still much more to play. In college, freshman year, I learned how to play Settlers of Catan, one of the most highly sold board games ever, and it kickstarted an obsession. Late 2017, I tried Lords of Waterdeep for the first time, and since then I've taught 20 plus friends and family how to play. It's a favorite and a great hook for new players. It does look intense at first, but mechanically, it's a simple game. Recently, board game nights and days have embedded themselves into my lifestyle. I play board games a couple times a month. I love it, and assumedly my friends do too. It provides high-quality social interaction while, you know, enjoying time with friends. Board games really jive with my personality and makes me feel less introverted. The reason is that there is always a fallback topic to talk about the game. Many games involve trading or persuasion, which inspires game talk. And when the balls are already rolling, conversations outside the game are easy too. Everyone's on their phone these days. It's hard to put them down. It takes active effort to not be beholden to them and have more face-to-face interactions. But board games are a great reason to take a phone break. If you are engaged by a board game, you'll forget about your phone for 30 to 45 minutes or longer, depending on the game. I guarantee a weekly or monthly habit of a game night with friends or family will be far more rewarding than another night of Netflix or hours browsing Reddit. Not to knock those, you know, those are things to do, but board games are just a fantastic addition if you can convince people in your life to try them out and play. Recommendation two, plan adventures. Become aware of the group size you prefer and set up adventures with them. You know, maybe you do like hanging out with four or five people, hike in a mountain. That's good. Do that. Maybe you only like one or two people that you want to hang out with and you invite them to hang out. That's fine. Once you become aware of the group size you prefer, you can program great social interactions into your life. Going to museums, food markets, antique shops, outlet malls, restaurants, mini golf can all be fun activities. It's honestly less about the place you go to, at least for me, and really just having a new place to walk around and see while hanging out with friends you enjoy being around. I will also plug rock climbing specifically. Rock climbing is fantastic. If you have access to an indoor rock gym, get a membership, hang out, invite friends, it's solving puzzles with your body. You slowly get better. You may try a route, fail miserably, time and time again on day one. Then two weeks later, you try it again and you crush it first try. It's an amazing feeling. I rock climb once a week. Each month, I try to invite a friend and see if they want to rock climb. And it's usually a great experience. A couple friends have joined the membership or come regularly. You know, it's just a great time. Great physical activity while hanging out with friends. And it's also a workout, so kind of healthy for you. It does cut up your hands a little bit, but they recover. Recommendation three is holidays. And I mean, how are you going to program that into your life? You're kind of not going to do that because holidays just already programmed. But when holidays come, 
you got to let yourself enjoy them. Spending time with family and friends is important. Be present. Keep your phone on silent in your pocket or out of easy reach. Talk, be merry, have drinks, and don't be too hard on yourself for eating sweets. The more you enjoy your time with others, the more they will enjoy it too. Looking ahead, there's nothing too revolutionary in the activities I've recommended, but this article was written to emphasize the importance of prioritizing social events in your life. Every day, I get more and more convinced that social is queen and deserves more of my time or a larger budget. Next article in this series will be strategies for programming more great social experiences into your life. It's a bit weird to hear program and social experiences together. People don't like hearing those two concepts together. But as a busy adult, if you don't put thought into it, you're just not going to make time for it. You're going to just hang out, go home from work, stay in on the weekends. You know, that's fine. But if you do it too much, you let it just be. You know, you're missing out. And you can make life great and invest in relationships and have a great time. You know, just if you're interested in learning more about some concepts here, this is a list of books that basically say strong social relationships are key to human well-being or pro-social behavior cultivates the good life. You got Sapiens. You got a book called Social, How We're Wired. Another book called Emotional Success that dives into gratitude, pride, and compassion. Linked is an interesting book on networks and also dives a little into social networks. Not like Facebook, but actual social networks that we're each involved in being a member of Homo Sapiens. But those are some books. Sapiens, I will highlight it, is an incredible book. Paradigm shift if you read it. The first few chapters might take you a little bit to get going, but then you hit a stride and it's amazing. Honestly, every person should read Sapiens. All right, well, thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed that article, and I hope you can implement some of it and enjoy life more and build a better life day after day, and, you know, it's all you can do. Thank you. If you're enjoying our content, please go to pushingbeyondbetter.com forward slash support so that we may continue to create content and give value back to you. Thank you.